right, start yeah. the show. Uh, you guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. It's that show that celebrates blah, blah, blah themes. I think you know this bit, everybody. The We're pop culture experts. And, uh, and you can take it from me. I'm the host, Dan Grimshay. Uh, joining me, I got a full house here. Uh, who do I pick first? Who's my favorite? All right, Marky, are you here? <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's glad to be back. Hey, you is. Jimmy the Gent Lazinski, you brought yourself, didn't you? This is the sound of my voice. Beautiful. <laughs> but of course, going around the table, I see another face we don't always get but love to have. Johnny Heck, how are you, buddy? Hey, yo. Doing well. Glad I could sneak back in. Thanks for not kicking me out yet. Uh, all right. Well, show is young. Yeah. Uh, all right. And what is this show? We're talking about Quantum Leap, mm. everybody. About time. Yes. Uh, no, no, it's about time. It's about, yes, yeah. the show is about time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is, is pretty good. That might have been yeah. the funniest yeah. thing yeah. you've ever yeah. said. Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, as a matter of fact, thank you for joining us, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Insert slide <laughs> whistle <laughs> noise right here. Yeah. Let's keep it going, everybody. Let's go. Don't don't let my wit throw the whole show off, okay? Let's let's just keep a little chance. Yeah, it hasn't rolling, happened before. Okay. Let's not do it now. Uh, well, now, there are two quantum leaps. There let's, are, there let's establish are. that now. Mm-hmm. There is the original, the classic. Mm-hmm. And then, and then leap home, and then leap home. Yeah, yeah. Does, Which he doesn't never live made. up to about time. Which he but, never made. Well, I'm, I'm trying. I mean, I get some pretty big shadow. Yeah, yeah. no, keep swinging. Uh, but there is a new show that's out now. Second season, I believe, just wrapped up. If I am correct. Well, it's still out. I think. It, I think they're all like on the sixth, seventh episode, maybe. But yes, it's out. It's out. The second season is out. It is out, baby. It's proud. The first season out and done. Done. The original series, out, wrapped Way up, done. decade, yes. decade, two, 20 years Long ago? Long time ago. More At late 90s, 20. I want to say. Yeah. yeah, something like that. 90, so, early 90s. Yeah. Now, that, to me, that's a quantum leap I know. No shade on the uh, on the one that's out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, uh, the last WonderCon, we, well, we tried to get some audio from the roundtable. Yeah, I didn't get to go. It was, yeah, that, well, yeah. That, that was the problem. It was supposed no. to be the three of you. No, but Jimmy uh, Something fell apart. Jimmy did go, but yeah. of course, since uh, since you and Johnny have the batteries, uh, he wasn't able to record anything. So <laughs> we've got nothing from that roundtable, which would have been nice because, I mean, it's got like Ernie Hudson, had Deborah Pratt, had the star Raymond Lee, had uh, Caitlin Bassett, had uh, pr- producer Dean George Harris, if I'm not mistaken. Is how one might say his name. Uh, that sounds yeah, pretty you good. You might say it. Yeah, yeah. They might have asked him at the round table. We'll never know because that audio doesn't exist. I really wanted to be there. It looked fun. It even had Mason Alexander Park. Oh, God. 
we also had Nan Rissaly. Jeez. But again, <sighs> I due to, to circumstances in the past, audio's all gone. Doesn't, I wanted to be there so Doesn't bad. happen. We thought we were going to scrap this show, but then we said, you know what? We're not doing anything else. Let's well, let, talk Quantum Leap anyway. Let's talk Quantum Leap. What the heck? Loved that show. Yes. I loved Quantum Leap. I love. I was a fan of history when I was growing up. You know, we grew up in a in the state of New Mexico, where Billy the Kid was still. Even though, even though I grew up in the eighties and nineties, we were still talking about Billy. The, well, some say well, he was still haunting guns. the strip. Yeah, 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 he was still alive. Young guns <laughs> yeah, but like we loved history growing yeah. up there. You so know? me and Marky loved Quantum Leap. I'm assuming yeah. uh, the two of you did not. I did. Uh, Quantum Leap holds a very special place in my heart when I first moved out here in the early 90s into California. Uh, that was one of the shows that my then roommate and I connected on and would watch every week and look forward to. Oh. Like uh, Star Trek awesome. The Next Gen. We had a couple things like that we connected on, but that was one of them. So it holds a special place for me. Yeah. That's and a good 80s sci-fi should for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mostly for me, it introduced a young Scott Bakula um, to uh, to all of us, and just the way he could hold it week after week with uh, Dean Stockwell as Al, his trusty sidekick, that goofy older bastard, and they would just bounce around. A big history buff myself, but the different takes on it and the different zigzags they had, oh, maybe that's a Ziggy kind of callback, <laughs> the Ziggy zags that they had throughout the series, I think really helped propel it for me and, and just kind of learning about it because they would have maybe an alternate history that they would correct, uh, be it the correcting the GFK assassination. So you never knew what they were going to come up with. Great writing. Um, it was on seemingly forever, just ended abruptly, which was the saddest part. But I celebrate it. I watch it on reruns as much as possible. Yeah. And it holds up to this day. Well, it's on Peacock right now, and I've been watching it. Uh, I just finished the first season again. And um, did you he know, make original? it? Did he make it home? <laughs> well, <laughs> not in the first season, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's something that like in this most recent re. And I, obviously, I've seen the show many times over the years. It's been a while, but you know, I've seen it many, 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 many times. A lot of my memories of the series are of this first season, is what I was remembering. Because I'm like, oh, I, I remember this episode. you know. And maybe as my rewatch continues, I'll be like, oh, I remember this episode. Or, you know, uh, But, you know, uh, recency bias aside, the show is incredible and it's memorable because how heartfelt it was and about how Sam Beckett, and even though we all remember the finale, and if those of you guys have not, caught up you know the the finale ends in a bar in heaven in a way um and you're spoiler yeah <laughs> i thought but, we were going to talk about the finale ever again but, but you know <laughs> but um you know what this the whole concept of the quantum leap being driven by a god or god was in the first season heavily and i was realizing this for the first time because you know sometimes you don't really notice what it's what's happening to you while it's happening but it was there, and it's it's this idea that what's guiding the quantum leap is fate. It's a higher power, and it's 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 for the purposes of doing good, and it's directing how our history, you know, bends towards justice, bends towards the right. Corrections will be made, evil will be punished, good will prevail. Well, That's what I quantum think leap was. People could make the argument that uh, quantum leap was trying to bend history to the left. If anything, yeah, they it were was trying to, and that's another thing. There was a rule, if I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, but he couldn't leap into anybody 
that existed before he was born. Correct. Yes. So it, it's not in like his he lifetime. could ever go back to Billy the Kid. Well, Shane, he couldn't that, do Roman Empire stuff. Right, and then that would have been rad. But uh, but that would have been well. It also harkens back to the era of television where the intro voiceover would explain what the show yes. was. Be yeah. it even I mean every show Deborah did Platt, that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like soap. Not to compare soap to uh, <laughs> Quantum Leap, but and a great again a. You know, I guess we missed at Comic or WonderCon, uh, but the original voiceover actress, um, uh, Deborah Platt, I believe, was right, right as yeah. a producer as yeah. well, but told you that you know to put right what once went wrong. Right, so yeah. you have that kind of like this guardian angel, just just. But most of it was going time. back about 20, 30 years, and then being the one progressive guy in a small town. Like, a lot of it. That was mostly they were like, hey, you know what? This past generation got a few things wrong. Let's go back and, you know. And then he jumped into know. a monkey. Uh, oh, not, not in the that. first season, but yeah. Yeah, I do remember that episode. Yeah. But there was there was a lot of that. Like uh, I I don't I personally don't find it controversial. But I can see how it's uh if you were the kind of person stuck in your ways and you're like, "No, I just say what you want, but uh, Antebellum South was the place to be." You're not going to like Quantum Leap. Well, and and so um the way that it's that it is explained, because when you first see the Sam Beckett character, he he wakes up in a different time and his memory is all kind Swiss of messed cheese. up. It's it's it's, oh, yeah, it's yes, famously Swiss cheese. And they do carry that into the new rebooted version um, really, really, really well. But um, his mind is not. And so Al, who is Mark, his may, spiritual. It's, it's not rebooted. It's a continuation. It's a continuation. You're right. Absolutely. And so as as Al comes in, who is his guide from his current timeline, in this case, the, the future, he's explaining to him what Quantum Leap is. Sam Beckett invented the theories of Quantum Leap. The Quantum Leap, the quantum leap Accelerator, which is what makes time travel possible, is an invention of Sam Beckett. And the way that it that but he never intended to go spend his whole life going back. No, and it's kind of unclear why he's even in this right now. Why he jumped the gun? Why he jumped into the quantum accelerator? This is all still kind of a mystery. As I'm watching, I remember the the credits. He did it like by himself in the middle of the night. Very suspect. Very purposeful. And they also kept that going into the new series, and I'm very very pleased with that. But if you guys want to. The, the way that they explain Quantum Leap, at least in the original series, is that if you take a string and you hold both ends together, you have a loop. So one end represents your birth, one end represents your death. If you connect the two, you have a ring. So that, so if, and if you take that loop and you bundle up the string in your hand, Different points of your life connect with other points. And in those points is where you can leap. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. For uh, those as of you, much sense as it's going to. For those as of much you on the audio uh, uh, medium. For those of you that can't see us, Marky has a chalkboard out by <laughs> yeah. John Brown from Back to the Future. <laughs> and he's pointing at us very vigorously. Yes, to all the windows. I'm very angry. Now, in the original Quantum Leap, they did... In at least one episode that I can remember, he did leap into um, Antebellum South, actually even before then, into slavery times. And the way that they explained that was that it was an ancestor of Beckett. 
so that in some way you could leap into your bloodline past your own lifetime or before your own lifetime. Now the but this, only when the budget allows. Uh, yeah, whenever, whenever the yes, whenever the narrative called for, or whatever point you're trying to make. Um, but in the new series, that doesn't seem to hold at all. There is no travel within your own lifetime connection. So I'm sure we'll get to that later. He's, so you're telling me in the new one, he's just willy nilly going whenever he wants. Yeah, he's already been in the he's already been in the old west. He's already been he in the been first in the season. West. But if you think about it, if the, if they hold true, the farthest he could go back to be like 1992. Right, right? and I think so, that's the issue. Yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, they want to maybe expand it a little bit because if you look at you know Sam leaping in the 90s, yeah, we're, he's we're, going back to the 60s. Okay, but a lot's happened. Yeah, just like oh. Oh, Nirvana's out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, one of the subplots of, of this new series is the leaps are planned. Mm. His leaps are planned. And and by who? By himself. Mm. But he doesn't remember why. I believe it's by himself because mm -hmm. they're supposed to be making some sort of slingshot that he can come back. Mm -hmm. Like his leaps are planned in a slingshot that brings him back to his time. See, that makes, a, sense. A, that makes sense. That makes sense. Explain subplot. Yeah, and I think that that kind of goes into what the differences are between the original series and in this continuation series, is that they do seem to be kind of picking up where the other left off. Um, and, you know, it's in the middle of it right now. It's already, you know, we're in the middle of season two. We don't know where it's going. We don't know how it ties in 100%. But they do seem to be focusing on other aspects of it. But back to the original series real, real quick. Yeah. Um, and how it did seem to be like um, there was just a lot there when it comes to teaching the audience about the history of the United States. There was a lot of that being piped through the original Quantum Leap. Do you have an original? Do you have a favorite episode that you can remember from Quantum Leap that it tackled something from the past that you could kind of remember? Well, everything it was tackling from the past was something I hadn't lived through. Uh, I didn't feel a super connection with it. But at the time, Vietnam War movies were big. Mm -hmm. So that one, I think it was a season finale, he leaps into like his own brother or something, and I, he's in the Vietnam War. Yeah, I think he actually leaped into... because. His his brother died in the Vietnam War, so he ended up leaping. I don't think he leaped into his brother, but I think he leaped into somebody who was in the same platoon as his brother, and he could have saved his brother. And that's also a main character of the new series, if I'm not mistaken, right? His dead brother? No, no, no. The um, no the, the name so of the character um, the dead brother the. No. <laughs> The, the head of the Quantum Leap program. The Ernie Hudson character, Ernie Hudson character was, was in that platoon. I think that's who that is who Sam leapt into. Oh, that's right. And then You're he right. saved Sam's brother. Wow. Yes. You're right. And then there there is that episode where the where the Ernie there Hudson character is. is like, I felt it. It felt weird. Like he's explaining I was, how yes, it was. He's to explaining be how into. it was to be leapt into, mm -hmm. and that's what inspired him to relaunch the Quantum Leap. Program. So there's that bundle. Oh, there there's you that go. Connected. See, that's not a reboot at all, then. Yes. Yeah. Good. We set it straight. So good episode, Grimshay. Woo! What a, what a, what an episode that was. <laughs> I want to hear some more of your memories of, of Quantum I, Leap. I want to say, I mean, it was such a good... It was basically a buddy cop show. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. I will say, so we are 
kissing its ass a lot. And it was a great show. Deserves all the all the all the smooches. But he did kind of at times Forrest Gump his way through history. It's <laughs> yeah. like meeting like Buddy Holly yeah. and um, like was it like Oswald Michael Jackson? Yeah, right. So he's just like oh, it's like okay, you need some ratings bumps, or you throw a little a uh, couple obvious. Uh, oh, you know, I'm gonna go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. You gotta save this. They're just real cultural, you yeah. know, name drops throughout the series, which you kind of have to do. I get it. Um, that being said, this was a very much a buddy cop show because the whole cast was different every week except yeah, for two dudes except for the two guys yeah. great great shift this uh, on the continuation right because half the well, maybe a quarter of the episode is modern day you know the scooby gang running around trying to save the dude so um i i do like that tightness that sam and al had because it was just them carrying this whole fucking thing yeah and great supporting cast that would come out a lot Gushy, they they would pop in, yeah. But they also gave him opportunities to get a couple. God, there's some missing threads like the evil leapers that would come in yeah. a couple episodes, which was really oh, rad. Forgotten about them. Um, but it's just missed opportunity on that. But those are my favorite part. It's just kind of not resetting every time, but like Sam kind of remembering as the as the series went on, like fourth season, he would start to get it a little bit more. And the first season really didn't know what the hell was going on. But kind of understanding more, but just that team was. Uh, was I really I special. think where they were kind of going with it is just like it's this it's this concept that in any you know whenever there's been stories about angels and demons, you know, kind of helping or hurting, you know, people, is that these were these time travelers kind of popping in and out of people's lives, you know, taking over kind of directing where where fate would take them um and it was when is congress gonna regulate the quantum leap program damn it (laughs) and it's funny that you said that that because that was an episode so i just watched the 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 series the season finale of season one and it starts off with al who and al is the most capable character of any television series ever this guy was he's an admiral he's an admiral when you when you know him with great fashion sense, but by the way. <laughs> incredible fashion sense. But he could, he he was a pilot. He mm-hmm. could fly planes. He was he could sing. He knew Italian. He basically any he, he narrative could wear thing. White suits. He could any shiny ties. Any near any narrative thing that you needed he had a character a bedazzled, to do, uh, he iPad that he would use. Yeah, uh, the little boop, every boop, week. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> And it was always he was always smacking the side of it. And as yeah. I recall, a nonstop fountain of ex-wife jokes. Oh yeah. Well, he was a ladies' was a man. Big in the 80s. It was huge. Have they know? done an episode of the new series where they go back and explain to Al why that's wrong? No, I have not. Well, that's his coming. Daughter is a main character, yeah. and like she's part of the key to solving this mystery. Is why Ben got thrown back into the quantum leap accelerator. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Shay, we uh, Shay, we got bad news about Al in the new series. Oh, they toned down his wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I... turns out that was one thing they didn't presciently see was what people would be wearing a few they years from then. Not a good, um, I, I guess, look into the future. We should say, yeah. but maybe just you know. Uh, He's going like a beat of his own drum. Maybe it was just like a weirdo. Like, just imagine modern day, like Al in his outfit walking down in like the mid-90s down 
Um, well, they were in New Mexico, they right? New so Mexico. downtown Albuquerque wearing that. They're like, what the fuck are you wearing, dude? <laughs> Just throwing rocks at him. He's like, hey, man. Well, in the very pilot episode of the original series, the very first scene is Al picking up a, it was a girl who was stranded in the middle of this desert highway. I'm assuming it's in New Mexico. And her, her hair is way oh, out of time. Right. Could be eighties. And she, her high heels have lights on them. You know, like I'm it's listening. just, it's, <laughs> I know I got your they attention. Have light up shoes now. Yeah, they do, but not in high. Like anyway, it's just, it, they, just like any show that takes that tries to show you the future, they get everything absolutely wrong. And that's where this new series kind of can write what once went wrong, mm-hmm. even or write what would be wrong. Wait, what, didn't um, the original series take place in the early 2000s? It or? would be the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. 2005, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Because uh, Samuel Beckett must have been born in the early 50s. So he would have mm-hmm. been our parents, all of our parents' age, True. not you, Jimmy. Um, but uh, spoiler, I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that they actually do get that wrong. But in the new series, they kind of can kind of brush it away. There was this one scene where they're talking about Al, mm-hmm. who we all saw in the original series, and he's dressed horribly. Now, all the characters that you see in Al's time frame or in, in, in his in his era are all dressed the same. They're all dressed horribly. I saw an episode with senators that were dressed horribly, <laughs> but the way that they kind of brush it off is that somebody, I think it might be the, the Ernie Hudson character. He actually says, he's like, or somebody says Al and it's with some questionable fashion sense. Right. Little. Yeah. So they kind of brush it away. Um, treating it like he was the only one that dressed that way. Mm-hmm. But no, everybody dressed that way in the original series. And it's because it takes place in the future and they obviously got it wrong. You know, I don't know what they were thinking. Well, I can accept that then. Yeah, but this 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 new series has the advantage of taking place now. So they don't have to worry about those things. You know, they're, they... they About production costs. Correct. Hmm. They caught up to the quantum leap of the original series and passed uh, it, actually. Yeah. Well, well, I mean... I guess that's good, and maybe at the round table, all those questions would have been answered for me. I just. I'll never know. I'll never I know. know. I would have loved to have gone. I, I wish. wish that we had some kind of quantum leap accelerator, not some stupid interview machine. Oh, hold on now. What? Well, I actually have been tinkering with the magic interview machine. Say more. I was, uh, I was investigating time travel, but only, you know, like in the sense that I could go back into a different body and fix right what once went wrong. So not really what would help our situation, but can you I know go? what? Screw it. Let me, let me try. Let me see if I can get everyone to leap back to WonderCon and remember the batteries this time. With Jimmy? And that the three of you maybe can work this. I mean, it's the best I, let me give it a shot. Okay. Everybody? I'm in. I'm game. Mm-hmm. Magic oh interview machine. Quantum leap these sons of bitches back to WonderCon 2023. Uh, hold on. Let me try again. There we go. Theorizing they could cash in on the nostalgic value of a beloved 90s TV franchise, producer Marky and cub reporter Johnny Heck stepped in to the quantum, I mean, magic interview machine, which, for the record, and this is canon, 
I sometimes refer to as Maggie, and they vanished. They awoke to find themselves at WonderCon 2023, facing mirror images that were visibly hungover, driven by an unknown force to ride Jimmy's coattails all the way to the Quantum Leap Roundtable and ask the questions that someone already asked. Their only guide on this journey? Me, Dan Grimshay, who appears as a voiceover that only these dumb jamokes can hear. And, you know, it's probably been a while since you've seen the show, so remember, I would be, you know, like using a little handheld thing to talk to the magic interview machine, which, again, it is now canon. I sometimes refer to as Maggie. Uh, all right. Uh, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. The leap home. Okay, sorry I'm late. Johnny, Jimmy, Marky. It's me, Dan Grimshay, your guide. You might have forgot that because of the Swiss cheese brain or whatever. Listen, uh, Maggie tells me there's like a 90% chance we're just here to not suck and get them to talk about Quantum Leap, which will like save Mount Rushmore or something. Don't ask. Anyway, I thought we should go in nice and heavy with a personal nostalgic touch. So, Jimmy, you're our anchor here. So I want you to start with Ernie Hudson and Deborah Pratt. Now, they were on the original series. They're on the new series. So, you know, dig into that personal angle. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, taking the time at WonderCon 2023 to take the time to talk to us. Uh, I just want to ask, how does your connection to the original Quantum Leap series affect your approach to this new series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, the um, well, my personal connection is um, I love the show that um, that Deborah's you know created. But I I, um, I I used to watch it with my my sons, you know, and uh, and that's something we've continued in this new iteration. But uh, the character that I play was connected, uh, was in the original series, had been left into his life, had been sort of turned upside down, and it put him on a mission. Um, that he gets a chance to um, to I don't say fulfill, but the, the possibility in this new you know, thirty years later. And so um, my my character's journey is uh, you know such a part of it. But the show itself is um, um, yeah, it's 30, <laughs> the show itself is yeah, it's thirty years. Um, later and uh, Magic has been very um, instrumental in getting it, the program back up and um, yeah we, we, do you have anything to say on that? I think choosing Magic was a really clever way back into the show in the sense that the title Magic kind of describes the show it's science fiction, but it's really about people and the magic you create for yourself. And in the, if you go back to that character in that episode, he was already magic. He already had an instinct to save lives. So it, it doubles back in on itself, story-wise, in that, you know, I think that Time or God or Ziggy or whoever chose uh, originally Sam and then chose Ben because these were two characters, two people, who had that innate 
I gotta save the world feeling that we all need. We all feel it, but some of us don't do it as much as we should. And I think that having magic be kind of the center reason that everything is happening, because he knew what happened to him, he didn't understand what happened to him, and he went on a journey to try and figure it out. It's really about self-realization, which is where we all are. So the show plays on so many different levels. It plays in societal messaging, in the sense that what would it be like if suddenly you were walking in a black man's shoes, you were walking in uh, uh, justice of the court's shoes? What would it feel like if you had power that you didn't have before? So it's a play on, can you imagine? And it also is a play on, oh, well, maybe I can understand that person better, which is what the stories try to do. And originally, and they picked it up, I think, beautifully. We get to stay more in the present in this show. We can afford to stay in the present in the last show. <laughs> it was budgetary. Um, but at the same time, and I, I think uh, Bernie said it just a minute ago, he said that, I think, you know, we are 30, 40, 50 years in, in this storytelling process, and it's kind of amazing when you look at something that happened in you know, 1994, that happened in 1967, that happened in, you know, that things have changed, but how much have they changed? And how much can we take and embrace and go, oh, that's why that happened. So it's a great show to learn from. It'll entertain you, it'll take you guys on a roller coaster ride. Okay, Jimmy, not bad. Maggie says, that was passable. Uh, now, uh, Marquis, you're supposed to hammer the theme home, but this time, ask the new stars, Caitlin Bassett, Raymond Lee, and producer Dean George Garris. Uh, you know, uh, shake up the tree. That's what she says you're supposed to do. I've always wanted to know, how will the show continue to honor the original series? The show that I loved. Uh, a little aggressive, but okay, yeah, you're in the mix. Way to go, Marquis. Trying to think of how I can answer that mm -hmm. without giving That's away why you're too here. much. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, you know, you know, Deborah is is part of the family. She's she's part. You know, she talks to the writers. She's on set all the time, and she's always there to remind us sort of the core of the original Quantum Leap, the hope, the history, the heart, and the humanity. And that will never change. Um, and I think as we move forward, and as we put one chapter of the present day story to bed. Um, what we get to do in season two is decide what do we want the present day chapter to be, and maybe there's a way that the present day chapter might feel more organic to fans of the original show. Maybe there are things we can explore. I think that's what we're talking about as a room now. You know, the, the leap will always be the leap. It's it's the gold of the show. It's the thing I, I, I know I've wished for someone to leap into one of my friends and help me on a bad day. Um, the, the present day is really the fun for us because I think there are so many questions you can ask and there are so many ways to play a Quantum Leap show. It doesn't have to be a thriller, it can be a romance, it can be a drama, it can be a comedy. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about the show too is uh, it's, it, it's a different genre every episode and we're always paying homage to something that came before us. And um, I love that we get to use these reference points to get an idea of what we're trying to create, just a tone that we're all 
um, trying to achieve and uh, it's just endless amounts of fun knowing that there are shows within shows and so um, I love that I love yeah and I feel like that's our own little market right yeah, yeah. and look the further you go telling quantum leap stories they naturally start to drift more towards one another like we start to feel more like the original show the original show will start to you know sort of you'll see more of us in that show I think that just happens because that's what's so great about what Deborah and Don originally created it's like a very basic set of rules yes we can go off and be improvisational for a while but we're eventually going to come back around you're going to be like oh mm. that's how that ties in mm. yeah yeah, it surprises me each time, too. Like, when, when we start an episode, what's on the page doesn't exactly end up being what's being done in the scenes. Yep. And, and, you know, Caitlin's mentioned that this, like, in, in an episode, the first time I heard the word romp was episode four. Yep. And you're like, this is a romp. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. We're just doing the scene. And then I watched the episode, I'm like, that's a romp. <laughs> and so it's fun to be able to figure out what it is on the days too because your guest actors who have who play such a big part in each episode they get huge arcs and they really inform the tone of the piece too yeah, so it's much. fun for us to just kind of keep all our senses attuned to what's what's happening all right marky uh according to maggie that was uh fine i guess anyway johnny you're next up to the plate what I want you to do is bring it back into the modern times. Ask them about pressing social issues today. Or maybe about the craft services. Uh, Maggie says it's like a 50-50 chance. So, dealer's choice. All right, this is for everybody. What is it like to craft stories that are responding to social issues and making very difficult statements? Yeah, that's probably the right way to go. Again, it's it's walking in someone else's shoes. What does that feel like? I think that is something that we all need to do more of. We want to understand what people are going through and why they're feeling what they're feeling. And I think that's what helps. Um, that's what helps choose the shows. I know originally it was really a guideline. We weren't always looking to do social comment. But there were certain things that were just right for us. You know, what is it like to be a woman in 1961 when you had no voice? You had no rights, you had no power, really. And what it was like, what was it like to be a black person in, uh, in a riot? How, how does it feel from the inside out? Those are the kind of stories that I think, again, make people understand each other, help people to understand each other. I help people to realize, too, that um, it really is choice. I think we're at a point now in our evolution that we're making, you know, like, we got some serious choices to make, and sadly, we're sort of unconsciously making them, uh, and I think the show reflects that, uh, yeah, that decision could go that way, and there's serious consequences, or it could unfold this way, and it's a totally different thing. So I think um, just the awareness that we... And a lot of these choices we're making based on just our being unaware of who each other is. And uh, that's the exciting thing for me right now is that, yeah, it's about what are we going to, do we really want to keep doing this? You know? So, um, I think that's important. I think that we definitely 
you know, and truthfully, you can watch the show and just watch it for the entertainment value. Yeah. Have a fun ride. It's a good show. Great dialogue. Good music. Maybe cry a little bit. Maybe laugh a little bit. Or you can go, oh, oh, that's why that happened. And you can then turn around to somebody that you care about that you're watching and sharing the show with and say, did you feel that? Did you get that? And now you're into a conversation. And that's the power of one. Uh, what can fans look forward to uh, as far as the season now? <laughs> oh my god! It's so good, you have to watch it! Need I say more? It's a really good one. I think that if you've, if you've been following the show, the setups are all paid off. Let me put it that way. All right, well done, Johnny. Uh, Maggie says somehow that stopped a new Limp Biscuit album from coming out, so... <laughs> You know, great work. Anyway, now let's fluff it up. Jimmy, let's get back to you. Why don't you just ask like a nice uh, actor ego question? Hit the star, Raymond Lee. Go for it. Hey, Ray, thanks for taking the time at WonderCon 2023. Appreciate you hanging out and answering some questions. I just want to know, what are the challenges to essentially playing a different character in each episode? It's just, it's 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 just a lot of fun. Um, I think the biggest challenges have come from each inch that they add on to the heels that I have to wear, uh, and the pain that I have to. He take. takes it like a pro. I, I, I do my best. Um, two. <laughs> yeah, and like Yo. trying to kneel in a pencil skirt. <laughs> but um, you know, it's uh, it's just, you know, I got into this to play different characters. The, this being the macro of acting, right? Like I. I and I get to do that with each episode, and so it's it's a dream. Um, I mean, I still get to be myself, but I get to look different. So it's it's just I get the best of everything. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. How do you do? You make it look awfully easy. It's just fun. He's real good. It's, it's easy when it's fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There you go, Jimmy. John Tesh, eat your merry heart out. Now that's softball. Let's keep this softball game going. In fact. Marquee, Maggie says you should put the next one nice and slow right over the middle of the plate. Go for it. Say, hey, what are the challenges of portraying Addison and Ben's relationship? Nice. That almost sounded natural. I, I can start with something. Thanks. Um, um, you know, it's, I mean, for me, it's been a really fun arc because I start with zero recollection of anything and... Addison has to tell Ben we're in a relationship. So it's fun trying to build a relationship that has already happened, but you you don't know what that was. And so you're having to re-fall in love with somebody. But for me, it's essentially just falling in love for the first time. So I, I believe there are more complexities that you have to play in knowing that there is a Ben that you knew, but now this is the Ben that you see. For me, I am falling in love for the first time. So it's 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 a fun thing that we get to track, and also we can't touch each other, which is such a huge part. Like I know my love language is touch, first thing. So not having that is how do you build a relationship off of that? Um, and so yeah, we're building it off of like trauma too. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's really it's specific. <laughs> yeah, maybe not the most ideal of foundations. But we, knowing that, yeah, we spend a lot of time in the writers' room talking about how to build a strong relationship between two people who can't kiss, can't touch, can't hug, um, 
and make it feel like it's a relationship that's actually going through ups and downs as opposed to just the same one more to go pal mm. um, it's something we spent a lot of time talking about um, but ultimately it, you know it, <laughs> but ultimately <laughs> high five oh can't do that yeah. can't do that <laughs> no but ultimately like it, it does fall to the performers you know I mean like you can you can lay the track out there but like the magic happens between them and I think they just, however they've done it, they've managed to completely convince me that um, they're destined to be together. Okay, now I've across the question. I'll, di I'll dive in now. Uh, <laughs> yes, because you are having two different relationships, but I do think in long-term relationships, you know, people evolve. And you're never, in, you're not in the same relationship with the same person always, obviously. And if somebody goes through a big trauma, or a big, they lose a parent, they have a kid, like those are big changes, and you have to learn how to now love a new person who has a new set of priorities and a new history. Um, and so there is some similarities to that. Uh, just unfortunately, one person lost a lot of the memories. So I, I, I do think there is a bit of, there was a relationship that they had, but she's very aware that things are very different. So, you know, she has to absorb whatever this new relationship um, is going to be. But then, secondly, I think some of my strongest relationships in my entire life have been non-sexual. They've been non-physical, you know, and so the, the bond you can create uh, is plenary. It, it, there's really no limits to it outside of the fact that you're in different, uh, it's, the, it's the worst kind of long-distance relationship on the planet. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, there's just so much there, and I do think, in a lot of ways, the lack of physical culmination, because it always feels like it's a little over in shows, right? When it's like, okay, you're together now. Well, the fact that that's not there means that there's nothing but growth. Like, all we can do is continue to try, and then, you know, we'll figure that out one day. So, I think there, it's a lot. It's a lot available, which is nice. They try to get together, the writers try to keep them apart. Yeah, we fight with the writers, I show up to Dean's house, it's a whole thing. Right, Marky. Okay, now uh, Maggie says it's time for an abrupt tonal shift, and Johnny, heck, it's your turn. You got to get back on the horse. Uh, I want you to talk now to co-stars Nanrissa Lee and Mason Alexander Park. I want you to ask them about this socially conscious, very famous episode they did called Let Them Play. Go ahead, follow your instincts. The original Quantum Leap dealt with a lot of social issues, what was it like to be part of the episode Let Them Play? That was a really special episode because it's, um, I mean, it's it's a very out there kind of iconic moment for network television to really focus on uh, an issue that is currently in the mainstream. I feel like at the time the original Quantum Leap was airing, a lot of the um, issues that they sort of went back went back and, and, and talked about, there were obviously things that we were still dealing with in the, in the present as the show was airing, but it wasn't quite as like, we're just leaping back to 2012 and talking about trans issues that really haven't progressed since, like, if anything, they've gotten worse. Um, and so it was really uh, amazing to be a part of a groundbreaking piece of television that I would have loved to have seen when I was growing up, because that representation really didn't exist for me, especially not in the network television context and I learned so much about morality and about life and about individuality through my experience of network television when I was a kid and through the shows that I watched 
Um, so the things that they chose to you know, highlight really did um, matter to me, and it mattered to the people around me. So I'm glad NBC like included that storyline, and that Shakina, um, you know, got a chance to direct it and write it. It was just it was a really amazing thing to be a part of. Um, but yeah, that scene in particular was it hit very close to home. I think for for me, for most trans people I know, we have a lot of it's it's a very unfortunately a very average story for you know the, the trans individual. So I um, I didn't even have to talk to Shakita about my you know, life experience for her to be able to write something that pretty much mirrored my own experiences. All right, Johnny. Maggie says that was probably the only halfway consequential question and answer we got. Whatever that means. Uh, oh, but she also says that in order to prevent Krakatoa 2.0, whatever that is, you now need to ask a total easy entertainment tonight softball johnny you deserve this go ahead and grab a little of that low-hanging fruit man <clears throat> what are some of the most challenging things you had to do on set oh okay well the really challenging thing is getting up in the morning and uh, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> but, uh, but i think um for for as a character is really sort of trying to be there to He's developed this family to sort of nurture them to move the program forward, but yet really falling apart in other areas of his life. You know, the, the sacrifices you make to do this, there are consequences over there, and how do you reconcile that? How do you be here 100% and not be there at all? And all those things are sort of playing with who he is as a, as a human being. So how I make that make sense in the character. But um, I will say, it's not that it's not challenging, but this is the most fun group of people I've worked with. I know it's sort of a nice thing to say, but really, uh, the actors I've, I'm playing with, these are truly, truly talented people, and just enjoy to sort of learn from them, you know, but I realize I'm, I'm not the kid, I'm sort of the old guy here, but uh, but it's really uh, just a great, it's a great cast. But you, I think you nailed something so wonderful that, we, that the first show didn't have, which was the family. Yeah. And and you're kind of the father. You launch this, they go to you, they're, they're young, the energy, and they bring their issues to you, and you have got to guide them, still being in charge, but still being emotional. And, and if I can say, I, I think it was episode three, the bounty show, when you talked about being leapt into. And that was something that we really never did. We, we would give a little bit of, of verbiage to it, but... When Ernie did that, I was watching him shoot, and um, every take, he took you there. Every word, every feeling of what it must have been like to lose control of yourself, but still understand something, and then coming back and seeing and hearing what people said you did and not remembering it, he nailed it. He really did. And, and he's right. We have an incredible ensemble of actors who are like a theater troupe. When they come in with all this dialogue and shift, it's, it's, it's a dance. It's a true dance. We're blessed. Yeah. yeah, you don't always see that. In, I mean, I've worked on a lot of shows, but um, the, the, the desire to, to make that decision to show up and to flesh the characters out and, um, and tell the stories, it's very... 
very unusual in Nicely done, Johnny. Okay, team, I think we've just about done it, according to Maggie. Uh, she says next, oh, we're all going to leap into a commercial. I'm out of here. Lucky's Cornered. We'll get us up to Charms this time. Time? That's it. I'll make a time tunnel and go back in time with me, Lucky Charm. The crunchy old cereal with a rainbow of marshmallow surprises. Pink heart, orange star, yellow moon, green clovers, blue diamonds, and purple horseshoes. Time sure fly. Yeah. Out, boot, beat, out. Just the time, Rana. Frosted Lucky Charms. A historic part of this nutritious breakfast. Booga, mega, You know what, guys? I, I think we righted what once went blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we were able to get a bunch of information about Quantum Leap out of them. I know that was difficult. Uh, and we've done it. We've returned to the present where it turns out the entire season is now aired. So I guess if we're in the mood to spoil things, uh, let's go ahead and tell the people how it ended. Like, uh, w what did he do? Did he get into his little magic uh, quantum badabada? It started thing? the Quantum Leap Accelerator yep, and right. left. Which yeah. they're still kind of yeah. Uh, we don't know where that's. We going. still don't know why or how. And if they well, we know how, I guess. don't solve that mystery, that's just that's extra three. spitting on the grave of the original season or series where they weren't given the chance. They made a season finale, as I recall, not sure if it was going to be the end or not. Correct. And right. then found out that it was, so they kind of edited it heavily to make it seem like the end. And of course, mystery was never solved. Sam never left back home, mm -hmm. uh, and it was a. Big disappointment to fans. It was a heartbreak. Maybe he, maybe he did, and they, the Sam that they referenced on that last title card with the name misspelled was a different quantum leaper. Mm. Could have been unrelated. Yeah. Yes, mm. highly unlikely. Could have been. Could have. Let, let me let me <laughs> ask you guys. I, I want to start with Jimmy. Um, would you want to see Sam Beckett come back as a cameo or just Bacula? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, or Beckett. Yeah, Scott Bakula. Yeah. I mean, Sam uh, Beckett. like I mean, Sam the Beckett. actor you the want actor. to see. The actor. I feel yeah. like the best ending for the new series would be for Sam to be the bartender now. Oh, oh, wow. I would have thought you would have said that he makes the leap home, which would have that finally is... closed the leap. So Ben goes back to that bar, and yeah. and, and and Sam, Sam Beckett and is behind there. He was the he, one, and that... he's like, yeah, man, and he he what? becomes an analog for. Damn. I mean, for lack of a better word, God, or just a quote-unquote yeah, scientist. Well, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to Before do better than that. Mark, Angels Mark and yeah. laboratory right, workers. Right, right. That God damn, Mark Eden, can you beat that? Well, or that is really even... good. I mean, I would just say it would be great. I do want to see Scott Bakula, Samuel Beckett in the new series. I absolutely want it. They're teasing that. That's why I'm hanging around. And if it doesn't happen, I will kill somebody. But... <laughs> uh, but um, the way that I would want to see it, I think. Well, I love Jimmy's idea. That's a great like, idea. That's that's probably the better better idea. But before I heard Jimmy's idea, recreating the most hated episode of the original series. I like the episode. You can't whatever pretend you it doesn't like exist. about that episode. Here's your chance to fix yeah, it. There, yeah, yeah. Here's your chance to make it right. To to write what once went wrong. Right. Oh shit. Yeah. There you go. Boom. I blew your mind again. <laughs> and but no, I think the other the only other way is that. All of the efforts, because the new series is focusing on today and not so much about the time travel, if this new series brings Sam Beckett home, 
I think it will be a successful series. So actual Sam Beckett himself they find runs him into the new Quantum League program. And like, they bring him back. Let's get this. Okay. We're, we bring you home finally. But didn't the card say that he never left home? But never is a relative thing, man. No, it's actually, it really right isn't. I mean, how, it it how is, is very it definitive. Rel- never to never is relative to what? To, you know, always. <laughs> but hold on. They, so yeah, he always didn't come home. But, so we can't change. That. Oh wait, there was an asterisk at the end of that. Never. Right? But hold on. It, never it, it on did, this series. It didn't say never ever. So. Yeah, yeah. Did they say ever yeah. or just never? Checkmate. Never ever ever. <laughs> ever ever. Never ever ever. It's a great show. Um, we'll see if the new one achieves it. It's got potential. I like it. I'm watching it. I can't wait to see where it goes. But, um, you know, cheers to the original series. Uh, thumbs up to the new one. Let's see, let's see if, it, if it gets there. Um, before we wrap this up, I know you guys are itching to get out of here. I do want to take a minute. Um, one of the things that, you know, one of our, you know, um, uh, one of our sub series is our that that one guy series where we celebrate character actors that we see and that one thing that you may have seen him in but what's his name I don't remember um, I think Dean Stockwell would have been oh, one man. of the ultimate that one guy episodes and he passed yeah. he passed a few years ago Aside for being a slap in his face professionally yeah I agree yes he would have been perfect for this yeah. I mean because he's been in a lot of things but I just want to take a moment to kind of uh, uh, honor um, him. And I want to know if you guys have any memories of some of his roles. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to probably take, uh, I'm going to leave the Al one aside for a second. But, you know, he showed up, maybe his last huge um, um, thing. You know what? I'm going to save that one. I'm going to go to the first one. Oh, you have multiple. <laughs> yeah, strike that. yeah, yeah, I'm going to strike that Good. one. Well, I'll I'm give you my right turn go if, ahead. if it helps. Go ahead. Okay. The first time that I saw Dean Stockwell was he played Carlos in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Is that the one you're going to take? No, okay. no, oh, I have a okay. different one, but I thought okay. of that. All he right, had okay. the little right. mustache. Yeah, he had the little mustache, and yeah. he's in there, and he plays, he's like this slimy little character, and he's perfect in it. Yeah. Everything he's been in is great, but he was in, the reason why I'm taking that is because I thought that would be a kind of a high-hanging fruit. I don't want to take a low-hanging fruit, because I do want to say another one, but I'm not going to take it. Anyway, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Dean Stockwell is in that with Eddie Murphy going toe-to-toe, he has a great scene with Eddie Murphy. Um, anyway, I just I just wanted to take a moment to say that, and I want to ask you guys: Do you guys have a Dean Stockwell? Um, uh, who well, the wants first to go next? one I, yeah, I got. I one. thought you had two. Well, no, I don't want to take two. I just I wanted to, I was gonna take the low hanging fruit, but I'm yeah. not. Okay, all go right. Ahead. Yeah. Nope. Oh, I was Johnny, gonna, well, I got, one, got? I got one in the chamber. Um, Dean Stockwell, one of the last TV roles, at least I can recall. Uh, not to say it was his last one, but the last one I want to recall, he portrayed a, I want to say, uh, antagonist in the TV series Star Trek Enterprise, mm. which was starring uh, Scott Bakula oh, wow. as Captain okay. Archer. So they were on screen together once again, which is a really good you know, homage to uh, Quantum Leap, obviously. Were so. there any inside jokes? Any fifth wall not that I ball. recall. I mean, I don't think he said, oh, boy. Yeah, that, he didn't uh, say, oh, boy. I, I haven't seen the episode in, a lot, in, okay. in a, quite a while, but it was really great to see them both on screen so many years later, and that's the um, probably their last on-screen credit together. So, okay. Yeah, that was really cool. Jimmy, do you have one? 
Well, I, I'm going to take two because Tucker, <laughs> the man in his dream. Probably, <laughs> you like Tucker? <laughs> probably one of my favorite movies. That's but a, Blue Velvet, uh, okay. I was got oh, way okay. back wow. to 1985 for Blue Velvet. Yeah, he's Sorry. one of the, that's where I maybe first met uh, Dean Stockwell. No one's taken my low-hanging fruit yet. But well, I assumed you were going to take it. Go ahead. If, you, if this is what I'm thinking, go ahead. All right. Well, it's a huge property. Uh-huh. Uh, still talked about to this day. Uh-huh. Godfather 2. <laughs> no. <laughs> where he played a federal agent in charge of watching... Car- no, wait. That's Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, yeah. It's wrong. Hold on. Hold on. No, actually, I did see him recently. I'm not going to take your low-hanging fruit. Okay. You can have that. Okay. But I did see him recently in a, in a really... It was a big movie in the 90s. Uh, and he plays this skeevy Hollywood type. Uh, who gets a taste of success and just uh, turns into a prick. Uh, it's uh, The Player by Robert Altman. Wow. Oh, I don't know if you guys remember nice. that one. Oh, man. Nice. He and Richard E. Grant are writing partners. Wow. Who just Richard E. Grant's awesome, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, See, so, and, okay, obviously. Uh, and actually, his wardrobe in that, pretty close, pretty close to, to Al. what Al was yeah. wearing, if I recall. <laughs> well, that's where he got it from. Well, he's, he's always going to be Al to me, um, but... The other low hanging. There's fruit, no way obviously. to know if Al was not a Cylon. Well, that's that was going to be the oh low hanging fruit was God. Battlestar Galactica. He played one of the final five, right, or the final four, final seven, the, the final six. seven, final six. I forget. Elite eight. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. But anyway, he was one of the final. <laughs> I think it was 12. the final five. Um, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> he played just um, Cable. I think was his character name or Cable, right? Cable. Cable. Anyway, he Cable. He was Cable. Awesome. He was great. Oh, he was Brother so Cavill. Brother Cavill, that's right. He was so evil. Mm-hmm. He was vicious and evil in Battlestar Galactica. He's one of the higher up Cylons. Yeah. So Cylon. He was very yeah. Cylon. But, but he was just like one of the vicious. leader bad, yes. bad, he was bad Spoiler alert. Just, but, right. uh, just brutal on that show. Just in the way that he was so just cold. Yeah. He would kill people like nothing. He would just Think of them as numbers on a page or whatever. I've heard like, Marky has told me many times that 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 is the second best sci-fi show that uh, Dean Stockwell was. <laughs> yeah, he can't right. finish unless yeah. he's watching Battlestar. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you. It's funny that you said that because it never really occurred to me that yeah, this guy was in two of the greatest sci-fi shows ever. I totally spaced. Yep. He was and in also Battlestar Galactica. Oh I gosh. thought that was going to be the low. I didn't want to, I didn't even want to take it because I, I thought like one of you guys a, would want it. Like a dipshit for going, well, maybe Enterprise was one of his last <laughs> roles. I saw him and I'm like, but he was just so good. I we I never got to meet him, even though of all the conventions I've been to, all that stuff, I never ran into him. I never saw him. We never interviewed him. We never had the opportunity. But that guy has always been. Well, he always told me you kind of gave him the creeps. <laughs> it's possible. I would have been talking about Bill Hill's cop the whole time. <laughs> you kept asking, kept asking him to sign your Ziggy. So it really creeped him out. But yeah, man. So um, R.I.P. Uh, if you guys have a drink, let's raise it to Dean Stockwell. Yep. All right. That one guy, Dean Stockwell. That one guy we never got to talk to. Rest in somewhere. But yeah, thank you everybody for sharing that moment. Maybe Dean Stockwell's never made the leap home. I think he's. That's depressing. I wish it hadn't come to that. But it's already been said. So before we do any more damage, I think maybe that's about enough of this. I've had enough. Copy that. That's enough of this. Thanks, everybody. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this.